Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Welcome, welcome. This is Maximize Your Influence. Kurt Mortensen here. This is podcast 344. As we take a deep dive today about your Zoom voice, your online voice, your phone voice, how do you make it more captivating, more influential, more charismatic, more persuasive, whether it be online or even face-to-face doing a presentation? We're going to focus on that as we learn and discover more skills about persuasion, motivation, influence, things we should have learned a long time ago, things we should have learned in school. Whether it be persuasion, negotiation, mindset, which I call self-persuasion, influence and sales, all a little bit different, but the same category. Basically, get others to want to do what you want them to do and like doing it. Hope everyone had a great week. Some of you had a holiday out there. Congratulations. Hope you had fun. Hopefully, you did your distancing. I went to Lake Powell. If you've never been there, look it up. It's in Utah and Arizona. One of the most incredible lakes out there. It's a man-made lake. But as these slot canyons where you can just go on forever by yourself in a boat and the walls of the canyon just go straight up, red rock. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's incredible. Good lake therapy with the family. Hopefully you had some good times this week with those that you care about. That's what it's all about, obviously. And of course, those are the ones that are probably the most important ones that you need to persuade and influence. So let's kick it off with our geeky scholarly article. This comes from Stanford University, the New England Journal of Medicine, and Dr. Gene Tsai. And this is an important one because we live in a world where a lot more people are wearing masks. We've talked a little about this in the past, but here's an actual study that came out that with people covering their faces, obviously wearing masks, the whole COVID-19 thing, People don't have those facial cues, and it makes them harder to connect with people. We can't see a smile. We can't see a frown, and we take a lot of cues from that. I was talking to someone who works at a doctor's office, and of course, they have to wear a mask, and this particular office has a lot of elderly people, and they have a hard time hearing, and so they can't see a smile. They can't see a frown, and it's hard for them to hear people because not only is it muffled, but they don't have the ability to read lips, and so this can be a big challenge for a lot of people. And as we go to the Stanford study, they talk about the importance of focusing more on the eyes to connect with those around them. You can't see their mouth, you can't see their facial expressions, but particularly for North Americans, they say, who value high energy emotions such as excitement or enthusiasm, the challenge is excitement and enthusiasm is usually associated with a big open smile. Again, that's more for North Americans than some countries in Asia. And they go on to say that cultural differences may explain why some people resist face coverings more than others, some cultures more than others, some countries more than others. Some are happy to wear it, some countries resist it more than others. Because in North America, people judge big smiles to be friendly and trustworthy. And so when your face is covered, how are we supposed to know if you're friendly or trustworthy? Because in North America, we tend to give bigger smiles than other countries. And that's a cue we're always looking for. And if we can't see it, it kind of holds us back. So they go on to talk about what emotions do our face reveal? Well, of course, our faces reveal everything from excitement to calm to happiness to anger to sadness to fear to empathy. 
We see it in people's faces. But there's other ways we express our emotions, from our words, to our voices, to our bodies. And if you ever studied Dr. Paul Ekman, he does the FACS, the Facial Action Coding System. He took a deep dive into facial expressions and what each eye movement means. So with these face coverings, we feel more distance because we can't see emotions. Again, we don't know if they're smiling. We don't know if they're frowning. And it's hard to create that social connection. See, the big difference is some cultures focus more on the eyes. North America tends to focus more on the mouth to create that social connection, to understand the emotions that people are feeling. And they found this actually triggers in our brain a big smile. And that trigger is just like a reward. A big smile is just like a reward. And that's how it triggers in our brain. So they recommend in this study to learn to smile with your eyes and your voice. Since you don't have your mouth anymore, your eyes and your voice. Now, this isn't true if you're on a webinar, they probably can see your face, but smiling with your eyes. Because we've talked about this before, that a real smile, your eyes smile with your mouth. And so you got to learn, if you're not doing it, at least smile with your whole face, then people can sense it. But on the flip side, as an influencer, learn to read their eyes. They even tested Stanford putting pictures of a smile on their lab coats to see if that would offset a covered smile. Because remember, a smile, you see more approachable, more likable, and more trustworthy. So a couple takeaways here. If you feel distant because someone's wearing a mask, well, that's probably because you can't see their mouth. If you're approaching someone, try to smile with your eyes. Try to smile with the voice that you're using and the words that you're using. Remember, you've heard it before, the eyes are the one of the soul. If you can read their eyes, you can read emotions through their eyes, you can read a lot through their eyes, even though you might be used to looking at their mouth to get those cues, you got to switch gears a little bit now, adjust yourself, and use their eyes. Read their emotions, that'll improve your emotional intelligence, and that'll improve your ability to persuade and influence. Remember the goal. Your goal is to persuade them how they want to be persuaded, and understanding their mood where they're at is a good indicator where you're going to start with your persuasion and influence. That brings us this week. Instead of a persuasion blunder, we're going to do a persuasion ninja. This one goes out to the mint of icebreakers. This is a mint that you can purchase anywhere. It's called icebreakers. Been around here a long time. Kudos to them, ninja to them, for adjusting to the coronavirus times. First, they did a shout out to healthcare professionals. Now, that's known as cause marketing, where they're like, hey, these are good people. It boosts their esteem. You feel good about them. They're reaching out. They're giving kudos to people that are working hard right now. Again, known as cause marketing. So a couple points for that. Then they had someone put on a mask, and they were smiling with their eyes. And they said, hey, thank you for wearing a mask. But then they said, you don't want to have mask breath. You need to have a mint. Who knew that was a thing? Mask breath, really? You can smell someone's breath through a mask? Does it smell like a mask? Is it just bad breath? The reason it's a ninja, a little cause marketing. They got a good actor to smile with their eyes while they're wearing a mask. And they came up with a brand new thing, mask breath, to think, oh, maybe I do need a mint. And they're using these hard trying times, and they just turned it around, did a commercial, created a new need, had a little cause marketing. And they just suddenly let you know, you can't have mass breath, you need a mint. So, hey, Ninja goes out to icebreakers, 10 points for you, and keep up the good influential marketing. Next is our listener email. Oh, boy! Remember, you can email me at Kurt, K-O-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com, where the contact information is at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. You can also go there to take your free Persuasion IQ assessment. 
Get the new edition of the free book, Maximum Influence. Pick up a little shipping and handling. And of course, discover additional trainings, especially influenceuniversity.com, where you can get the archives of all the podcasts. So this comes from Angel from South Africa. He says, Kurt, thank you for the podcast. I am learning a lot. I have started from episode one and I'm now on 118, but still listening to the new episodes. Hey, good for you, Angel. That is awesome. Remember, the archives are on influenceuniversity.com. Just subscribe and it's for free. He continues, says, hey, we've talked a lot about rapport and connecting. And I've searched out there. There's not much information out there. Is how do you know when you are in rapport? How do you read the other person, know that you've connected, that you're in rapport, and that you have the green light to persuade and influence? Angel, that's an awesome question. We've covered it a while back on previous episodes, but hey, let's do it again. Let's talk about it. It's your question. How do you know when you're in rapport? We've talked about the connecting, the rapport, the likability. Talked about the CEO I was interviewing and they had this big deal going, a multi-million dollar deal. They had company A and company B and they both had their representatives and, and the product was about the same. The price was about the same. The warranty was about the same, but he had to choose between company A and company B. And he went with company B. And so I asked him, why did you go with company B? And he thought about it for a second. And he said, well, I like them better. <laughs> okay, so likability is a huge issue. So there's an interesting survey that came out that said your first impression cements itself in 27 seconds. Another interesting survey was done by Dollar Shave Club that in dating, that in 15 minutes, you know if they're going to get a second date. So that's obviously minutes, but that first impression, those first minutes are critical. So let me give you some ways to know that you're in rapport. There's three things to think about here. We've talked about isopraxism or mirror and matching. Do they start to mirror you? You take a drink, do they take a drink? If you're looking in their eyes and you switch from the left eye to their right eye and they switch with you, that's mirroring. That would be rapport. Are they mirroring your body language? Do you scratch it and maybe they scratch? And if you're really observant, does your breathing rate synchronize with them? Okay, that's called mirror and matching. It naturally happens without thinking about it when we're in rapport. So they start to mirror you. It could be energy level. It could be rate of speech. But usually it's body language. That's the easiest one to take a look at. Are they starting to mirror you? Second one to take a look at is, are they starting to reciprocate? Meaning you tell a story, they want to tell a story. You tell a joke, they want to tell a joke. You might offer this weakness, this hard thing you're going through. And if they might talk about that too, that's reciprocation. It might even be a smile or a laugh. You smile, they smile. You laugh, they laugh. They start to reciprocate these type of things. Even if you nod your head up and down in the yes motion and they start to reciprocate, uh, rapport, those would be things to take a look at. So number one, are they starting to mirror some of the things you do? And number two, are they starting to reciprocate the things we talked about? And number three, be more observant about the conversation. Because when you're in rapport, the conversation gets easier. It's not hard to think about things to talk about. It gets a little more personal. And as you get personal, they get a little more personal. Those are things that you're looking for. And you're going to notice, too, they're going to start to show a little more interest. They're going to care more about you. The questions will also get more and more personal. And you're going to notice you're going to find a lot more common things to talk about. Three things. They're going to start to marry you. They start to reciprocate and be more aware of the conversation. And part of that rapport, too, getting that rapport, the questions that you've asked. The right questions can accelerate rapport. Where were you before you started at? 
No fill in the blank. Hey, what's your story? What's your experience with? Hey, have you always wanted to work in or spend time with? Hey, anything interesting happened to you this week, this month? See where we're going here? Those questions, those open-ended questions can accelerate rapport. So Angel from South Africa, thank you so much. Hopefully that answers your question. Of course, when we use your question on the show, you get the gold level of Influence University. That's our advanced 52-week intense Get More Tools Influence program. Check it out at InfluenceUniversity.com. And Angel, we'll send that information out to you. Which brings us to a new old segment, meaning we've done this in the past, but we're kind of bringing it back here. Persuasion IQ question. So let's see if you can answer this Persuasion IQ question. Your speaking rate to be more persuasive should be A, average, B, slower than normal, C, faster than normal, D, match their pace, E, none of the above. Especially when you're online or doing Zoom or doing a webinar, should we speak fast or slow? What is the answer? And... Well, the answer is C, faster than normal, but it can depend based on culture, based on the situation, and based on their mood. Successful persuaders all share a common ability to use language and their voice to invoke vivid thoughts, feelings, and actions in their audiences. You'll notice that news broadcasters are trained to inflect their voices down at the end of sentences because doing so suggests confidence and authority. You'll also see this with airline pilots. Upward inflections tend to suggest Lack of confidence and doubt. So the answer here is C. The faster you talk, the more persuasive you're going to be. Now, again, this will depend on the situation and the person. I would mirror the rate at first, but slowly speed it up. And this is why. Your vocal techniques keep people attentive and listening. Your voice is who you are. It's your trademark. It's your calling card. And your voice must exude energy, confidence, and conviction. We judge people by their voice. Are they confident? Are they nervous? Are they relaxed? Are they energized? Are they tired? Are they weak? Are they strong? If you sound unsure and timid, you can't persuade, you can't influence. Persuasive voices have great volume, great emphasis, great articulation, and a pleasing pitch. So this pace, this rate is how fast, how quickly you speak. In fact, a study done by Moribian and Williams found that people who spoke faster, louder, and more fluently were perceived as more persuasive than those who did not. So I'm not talking about being a fast talker here. You're varying your vocal frequency, your intensity, and your rate. But your overall average rate needs to be faster than normal. You see, presentations delivered at fast speeds are more persuasive than those at slow or moderate speeds. Because you know if I slow down, you want to hit me. Because when you speak faster, you appear more competent and more knowledgeable. In fact, as I train, and I'm sorry to say politicians and CEOs on giving persuasive presentations, the big two things I do, almost for everybody, is get rid of the vocal fillers and speed them up. Because here's the cool thing. When you speak faster, and you're still speeding up, and then you're slowing down, you're pausing, just the overall average rate. When you speak faster, your rate is more charismatic, more energetic, easier to listen to. And you know what's even cooler than all that? It gives your audience less time to think of counter-arguments because their bandwidth is keeping up with you. If you're speaking slow, their brain's like, oh, squirrel. If you've ever seen the movie F, okay, the talking dogs. 
They're off on other things. They're thinking of counterarguments, but when their bandwidth is keeping up with you, they don't have time to think about other things or why it won't work out or why they don't want it. You see, the space and the speed are important because they keep and capture attention. It's no secret that we think three times faster than we speak. And the faster you speak, your rate is more interesting. See, here's the issue. Most people speak on average 120 to 180 words per minute. Our brain is cruising 400 to 800 words per minute. That's why it's okay to speed things up. In fact, if you're not listening to this podcast double speed, what are you thinking? I listen to all my podcasts. Well, it depends on the person anywhere from one and a half to double speed. Your brain could easily handle it. In fact, my daughter does triple speed when she's doing a book for school, triple speed. Obviously, she's following along and it takes a lot of mental ability to do that. But your brain can handle triple speed. I'm not saying you need to speak that fast. I'm just saying speed it up. Because when you're persuasive and you're presenting, you want to speak fast enough to excite and energize the mood of the audience. Then, of course, you're still slowing down, having those pauses. I don't want you to be a fast talker. The only time that works is a pharmaceutical commercial at the very end where they spend five seconds telling you all the things it does wrong to you, but they go monotone in a fast rate, the same rate all the way through, because your brain probably won't pick it up. So speed up, record yourself, practice reading faster, listen to your podcast faster. Now again, I want to say it again, slow down your pace when you have something that's very important, or very serious, or very emotional, or you need to show great respect, that's okay. But also increase your pace when you want to create excitement and energy. So overall average rate, we are speeding it up. We want to take you to the next level. Remember, your voice is your weapon. From your rate to your volume to your inflection to your accent to how deep your voice is. We know that deeper voices are more credible to your cadence to tonality. All those things are a critical piece. Your voice support, especially when you're doing Zoom and online or a webinar when they can't see your face. Your voice is all you have. A phone call, your voice is all you have. This is your weapon. You should be recording and listening to yourself to make sure you're coming across the right way. This is one of the 12 laws of persuasion and maximum influence. I call it verbal packaging. You want more on verbal packaging? Go back to episode 200, where we go not only to your voice, but the words you use. Every word you use can attract or repel people, but your voice is very, very important. So that's one tool of influence that will make a huge difference. In fact, I just put a new program together, 101 Sales Hacks. Three to four minute video every day, you can go as fast as slow as you want, that talks about the tool, the science behind it, and how to apply it. And guess what? It's 80% off right now. Go to MaximizeYourInfluence.com and click on the link. I'm just introducing it, offering a great discount. Want your feedback? See, tell me what you think. I've been adding new ones. There's actually more than 101. I've been adding a couple every week there. So you can take a look at those. Click on MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Also go there for any information you need about our advanced training or coaching programs. But hey, thanks for being here. Appreciate your love, support, feedback, and emails. Tell your family, friends, and enemies about the podcast. Of course, you can go to iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, iHeart to check out Maximize Your Influence or go right to the website. Check out the YouTube channel at YouTube slash Maximize Your Influence where every week I kind of supersize, I know I shouldn't say that, or take a deeper dive on one of the aspects of the things I talk about on the podcast. So... This week, you're working on your rates and your energy when you're speaking with people. 
work on reading people's eyes, but hey, mash these skills, become more influential, learn how to negotiate, learn how to sell, and go out and persuade with power.